the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And, and Lundy, we all need some love. We all need some affection. Um, you know, with people around us that are hopefully healthy. And not uh, just you know bubbling up viral loads, but it's National Hug Day. Oh, and after my Illini got waxed in the second half by Baylor, I need a hug. Embrace yeah, I would me. imagine. I'd imagine that you do. It was uh, not pleasant for your Illini <laughs> last night, but I will also flip the script and say Baylor's a damn good team. Yes, they are. They are an outstanding team, and that matchup zone with their length, their athleticism, the experience they have, the ability to make it rain from outside. Flagler's got a beautiful shot. The fact that that kid started his career Presbyterian, the blue hose, uh, is rather amazing. But uh, credit to Scott Drew. Uh, they're an exceptional ball club. And, folks, if you don't already know – now you know to go biggie on you this weekend. Gonzaga and Baylor going toe-to-toe. And let me tell you what DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer with that contest. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app and is bringing you close to the action with these can't-miss offers. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all college basketball fans who sign up now the chance to win $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or or Baylor to win the Clash of the Titans this weekend. Plus, you'll get a deposit bonus up to $1,000 when signing up while using promo code FTN. Here's all you got to do. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code FTN when you sign up for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when betting on either Gonzaga or Baylor to win. That's right. Bet $1 to win $100. Use promo code FTN during sign-up to take advantage of this great offer. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, let's get to today's Fade 5. Number 5. Alright, let's look ahead to the main slate of NFL football. We have no Thursday night game because, well, COVID and Ravens. And that game was as ugly, as hideous, as disgusting as I could have ever imagined, Lundy. Uh, as the under easily cash. And how about the back door from Trace McSorley? What a hero in the gambling world if you were on the side of the Ravens. So without any Thursday night football, let's look ahead to Sunday and maybe even Monday as well. But uh, we're going to go to a battle in the desert. Uh, The L.A. Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals in a pivotal intradivisional matchup. I'm not going to focus on the spread with the Rams laying three. I like the under here, Lundy, at 48 and a half. And here's the reason why. Everybody assumes that Arizona could put a ton of crooked numbers up on the board. Now, they were doing that earlier this season, but I think Kyler Murray and his tender shoulder, not exactly 100%. He's only got three touchdown passes in the last three games. And you look at the trend for both of these clubs. L.A. has been under in eight 
of 11 games this year. Arizona's been under in 10 uh, or 7 of 10 contests this season. The Rams, obviously, defensive stalwart. 6.2 YP allowed, 223.5 pass yards per game. Only giving up 11 passing touchdowns, 11 contests. They tightened up the screws in the trenches, only allowing 3.14 yards per carry and 66.8 rush yards per game. The running back position over the last five. Arizona under a 7 YP allowed in their own right. Decent in the trenches, though more vulnerable compared to the Rammies. And you look at the series trend, the under is hit in six of the last ten meetings between these two franchises. So pooled all together, the, the facts, the data, the evidence points to one conclusion and one conclusion only, under fade or follow. I will follow on this one. I like you're trying to bore me with data. Would you just <laughs> knock it off already? No, uh, I will, in fact, follow this one. And, you know, obviously we're talking about a couple of teams that, you know, they're putting up the numbers. But at the same time, they both have been struggling to be able to hit the uh, overs uh, if you look across the season. So to me, this feels like you tuck in underneath. This feels like a 24-20 type of score uh, to me where maybe you get some up and down the field, but you wind up settling for some field goals in there. So I will take the under as well. I think despite the fact of the early season bias, uh, Arizona, in fact, is going to be the main reason that this winds up tucking under. Yeah, it could be a cool return and a lower scoring affair than people think down in the Sonoran. Number four. All right, let's go to H-Town. Let's talk a little Indy and the Houston Texans. Uh, Of course, the Texans have packed it up, packed it in. Uh, ready to begin the NFL draft, really. Uh, and losing Will Fuller, losing Bradley Roby to PEDs. They sat on a needle. They're out for the season. And the Colts are coming uh, in off a loss to the Tennessee Titans. So they're trying to rectify their standing right now and try to solidify a playoff position. I love the over in this one. At 51 between these two franchises. You look at Indianapolis, uh, they've been over in 7 of 11 games this season. Houston over in 6 of 11 contests. The Colts uh, have been outstanding defensively this season, giving up just 222.5 pass yards per game, 15 passing touchdowns in those 11 contests, only 3.8 yards per carry, 83.8 yards per game to running backs. If you take away Derrick Henry, far more formidable. Henry's just owned them this year. Houston, meanwhile... Yeah, they're rather sickly on defense. 7.8 YPA, 268.7 through the air, 1.8 passing touchdowns per game, and the most generous rush defense in the NFL, allowing 5.24 yards per carry, 185.7 total yards per game to the running back position. Uh, The under is hit in seven of the last ten between these two squads, but... Uh, defense is certainly going to be a premium, especially on the Houston side. Uh, could be a shootout affair. And you know that Deshaun Watts is going to continue to uncork no matter what. So way over on the 51 Colts-Texans. Fade or follow. Yeah, I'm with you, Brad. Even though, as you said, this under has hit when these two teams uh, play each other 7 out of 10, I just feel like the circumstances right now are completely different. Uh, It's a good stat to know. It's a good trend to know. But in this particular position, especially with Houston just phoning it in, and I'm with you, I think Deshaun Watson will just be like, oh, where's Brandon Cooks? Where's Cook? There he is. And uh, is just going to be trying to find him in any way possible to move the ball down the field. Uh, So, yeah, I think the over will comfortably hit in this one. This is actually one of my favorite over-unders early in the weekend as well so i will follow and take the over yeah the verdict is slam the gavel on the over number three all right it's time for a monkey knife fight.com monkey knife fight player prop of the day of course presented by monkey knife fight.com if you have not visited the website go there now and as a new user use that promo code f 
F-T-N. Again, promo code F-T-N. You get a free $5 game on the house. It's player props, people. It's over, under, more or less on all of your favorite NFL players that are out there. Fantasy points, receptions, passing touchdowns, yards. They got it all there at monkeyknifefight.com, and it's just you against the house. Unlike other DFS games, it's not you against a lineup accumulator, so it is a fairer fantasy experience Use that promo code FTN right now at MKF. James Robinson, one of the surprise sensations of the fantasy football season. Here is the player prop line at Monkey Knife Fight. It is 79 and a half rush yards against the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm taking the over on this one. All he does is ground and pound. He is a point of emphasis. He is the grease that moves the wheel for this Jacksonville Jaguars franchise. And I got to tip the cap. Mike Glennon didn't suck. The oversized mozzarella stick didn't melt last week. Lundy, uh, pretty impressed with his performance and really the offensive line as well for Jacksonville deserves some kudos this year. Robinson has been at 99 or more rush yards in four of his last five games. He's seeing a mammoth 86.1% of the opportunity share for this club, 3.15 yak per attempt. Now, Minnesota shown major improvement, made some significant strides in terms of rush defense on the season, but they still have allowed 4.37 yards per carry, 102.2 rush yards per game. Three running backs have gone over this, but through sheer volume, the pride at Illinois State, go Redbirds, I think becomes the fourth running back to crack the 80-yard mark on the ground. Fade or follow my over, James Robinson, 79.5 rush yards. See, this is one where I I really like this line, by the way. I don't know that he crushes it. I I think he may wind up being close to this, in part because I think the question, Brad, is how much do you trust Mike Glennon to do it a second week in a row? Clearly, Jacksonville does because they came out and said that Gardner Minshew is healthy, but that we're going to see Glennon anyway. Uh, So they trust him to be able to get it done, what, 235 and two touchdowns last week. The question is, if he can do that, if he can keep this game close, then they can continue to afford to hand the ball to James Robinson. But if for whatever reason Minnesota uh, jumps out to a lead, then they don't have the luxury of being able to just hand it off to him. So I will be very curious to see exactly which uh, Mike Glennon we get. Do we get the mozzarella stick or do we get the yummy, ooey, (laughs) gooey right across the top of the pizza? I I don't know which one we're going to get. Um, but let's hope, knock on wood, that it is the better one because the James Robinson we have seen this season, to your point, has been so much fun. If you're a fantasy owner that has him, you love him. If you've been following Brad and I on the Fade the Noise podcast, you know that we have frequently taken his player props, especially his receiving yards props, uh, throughout the season because he has been delivering. So if Mike Glennon can manage to look somewhat like he did last week, I think this is a very safe over for James Robinson because the rest of Jacksonville needs him if they want to be able to move forward into the uh, tank fest that will be 2021's draft. Mozzarella stick, you say? Pass the marinara! Number two. All right, let's go to the college hardwood, and it's been rough for your boy. Uh, I've been bleeding cash that I've won in player props. I'm slowly draining my DraftKings Sportsbook account as a result of it. So it's time to get hot, time to get off the schneid, and we got a couple of games here that I want to dive into. Game number one. USC versus UConn, West Coast versus East Coast. The Huskies lay in one in this one. This was inside Bubbleville at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Uh, capacity crowd of nobody. But I'm going to take UConn here. 
uh, and lay the minus one chalk. This is going to be a nip and tuck game, no doubt about it. Now, 32% of the public spread tickets on UConn, so the public really siding right now with the Trojans. Uh, these two teams, mirror images of one another in terms of strength on strength. UConn, number one in the country in offensive rebounding percentage, uh, generating a second chance on 48.6% of its possessions. USC, number seven in that category at 44.8%. They both score relentlessly inside. A lot of those on those offensive rebounds. Uh, very similar in terms of the efficiency stats, whether offensive efficiency or defensive efficiency. Uh, it's going to come down to Whaley versus the Mobley brothers inside, uh, whether or not they can neutralize uh, one another, who's going to win that battle. Uh, but I think really here, the key to UConn's success is how well R.J. Cole shoots it from downtown. So far this season, netting 41.7%. Again, this could be there in the waning moments. Could be a last-second shot similar to the Texas game yesterday. But I think the Huskies, in the end, and Dan Hurley's club prevails. Fade or follow UConn, minus one. I'm going to follow this one. I agree with you that I think it's going to be a close game, but I occasionally have to look back at how the season has started and I just scratch my head because I think a lot of this has been uh, unpredictable. Teams are filling uh, this early part of the season with with matchups against things like California Baptist and the Lancers. <laughs> uh, and for me right now, the fact that USC, I know, I know it was their first game of the season, but when USC needed overtime to take down the California Baptist Lancers, try saying that three times fast, uh, I think that uh, UConn can handle uh, USC. I think it'll be close. Uh, I do think it comes down to Whaley and Mobley uh, underneath and trying to battle for the glass. But I think UConn can pull this one off because I just don't trust USC quite yet. Yeah, me neither. Mush, Huskies, mush! Number one. All right, let's go uh, to another Pac-12 uh, matchup here. And these are actually two Pac-12 opponents really early in the season, mind you, which is unusual. But Cal... Taking on Arizona State, uh, this one being played, I believe, in the Bay Area. I still think they can play this there uh, at Berkeley, but I know there's been you know some issues there in Santa Clara County, and I, I realize it does not really apply then to Cal, so I think they are going to be playing at home. Uh, but I am taking ASU, the Sun Devils, minus 7.5 on this one. This seems like a fishy line to me, to be honest with you, uh, because this is not – even remotely close on paper. You look at Cal, uh, number 313 in the country in adjusted tempo. ASU, the polar opposite, at number 12. I think the Sun Devils are going to be able to control the pace of this game. They want to move at a frenetic pace, very you know high speed, uh, pedal to the metal, and they can really shoot well from outside, and that is an issue defensively that Cal had, not only against your Oregon State Beavers, uh, but they also struggled as well, giving up a ton of second-chance opportunities. And Arizona State, not not a great rebounding team, so you know it, it is not a weakness that Arizona State's going to be exploited in by Cal because of Cal's lack of paint presence. I think it's just too much Remy Martin outside, uh, Bagley, uh, along with Christopher as well, and Cal right now number 196 in three-point percentage defense. So you pulled all together, all the weaknesses of Cal are major advantages for Arizona State, and the weaknesses of the Sun Devils. Well, Cal doesn't have a whole lot there they can muster. So in the end, I think ASU wins this thing convincingly, 10 or more points going away, and swiftly covers the 7.5 fade or follow on the Sun Devils. 
And keep an eye on this line as well, because depending upon where you're at, uh, it's moved around a little bit. So uh, keep an eye on it. I agree with you. I mean, obviously, Cal had the game against Oregon State. It's how everything started. It counted as a non-conference game. Um, But they lost to Oregon State. And as much as I would like to give my Beavers credit, they are not a phenomenal basketball team this year. So knowing that Cal lost that initial uh, conference game, even though it was a non-conference to Oregon State, has me a little bit concerned. This does seem like a fishy number. I think that Arizona State can get it done. They are a Cal is at home there at Haas Pavilion um, in Berkeley but again when you have all the COVID restrictions and stuff you might as well be playing at the local rec center uh, yeah. it doesn't point. really matter <laughs> it really doesn't matter like watching uh, watching the, the, the Duke Michigan State game the other day and just seeing Cameron that quiet was just weird to yeah. me despite all the cardboard cutouts of the crazies um, so this is the same way Brad I think that this is a bit of a surprising spread to me I would have thought that Arizona State might even be favored by a little bit more so I think this is one that you can snag Keep an eye on that spread, though, throughout the day. Watch that sharp money, but I think this is a good pick. Yeah, the line, this just in as we're taping, down to 6.5 now for Arizona State, even better value. We'll see if that holds before tip at 10 o'clock Eastern. And that is a wrap here on the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy at Nate Lundy. Follow yours truly at Noisy Wavers. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And check out FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, and FTNBets.com for all of your fantasy sports and sports betting content needs. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S. Get 10% off your subscription today. And as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.